Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. My name is Norbert. I'm your host, and today I'd like to welcome John Roman. Hi, John. Hey, Norbert. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, John? Doing well. That's great. Well, John has such a great uh, tool, uh, the business, the Battle Box. Um, it's it's really uh, amazing. It's a niche, uh, but but John, tell us a bit more about that. Sure. So Battlebox started, we started it back in 2015. Uh, it's a monthly subscription box, outdoor survival gear. Um, and we've continued growing year over year. And uh, we actually, in uh, last month, we released our uh, season one of our TV show on Netflix, which talks about the company. And um, it's kind of been just the growth the growth we've seen from from an idea and a concept to now we have our own show on uh, Netflix. Really, it's amazing what you're doing. Um, you've been featured on Forbes and uh, in Business Leader. Yeah, we've we've been uh, on on quite a few things. Just um, kind of a natural byproduct when you see the exponential growth we saw. Um, I think we were on the Inc. five. We were on the Inc. five thousand last year. We've won. Um, best men's subscription box um, in in a few different uh, award ceremonies. So, yeah, I think I think we're on to something at this point. Great. And and how did you get first into e-commerce? So, not not by design at all. Um, so, uh, with Battlebox, there's there's three there's three principal owners, and um, uh, our CEO. And uh, my business partner Daniel, um, he his his wife was getting fiance at the time was getting a birch box in the mail, and he'd watch her open it up, and you know you could see the excitement and the experience that that she had with with a traditional subscription box. And um, uh, Daniel's an outdoorsman, so he was like, "Man, he's like, I want I want this experience." So he looked online, and he couldn't find kind of a uh, box like he wanted. And that was kind of like the opportunity and the aha moment. Um, so we're no longer on CreateJoy, but, uh, if you're familiar with the CreateJoy platform, it makes it really easy to launch an idea in, in subscription box form. So, so we were able to throw together a website and launch it in a couple of weeks and, uh, just off, off to the races. And then from that, um, we learned, we learned e-commerce. Um, none of us, none of us had e-commerce experience previously. And, um, you know, in, in a, a few years span, we, we managed to become kind of marketing experts, if you will, in, in the digital space. So it's, uh, it's been a fun journey. And if you would have asked me in January, 2015, if this is what we would be doing, what I would be focused on, absolutely not was unplanned 
That's cool. Uh, and the same for your colleagues, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't think any of us planned, planned uh, on, on where we are today. And that's nice. How many customers, customers do you have? <clears throat> so it's, it's um, a number we don't typically throw out there per se. Um, but I can tell you last month, um, last month, I want to say we shipped 28,000 boxes. Wow, that's huge. That's I think huge. I, might, I might be a little bit off on the number, but it's definitely in that range. Yeah. It might be actually greater. I just don't want to say. That's awesome. And what, what are you using? What's your current e-com stack? So um, uh, on the, the stack, it's uh, Shopify Plus, And then we use Recharge for the subscription billing. Mm-hmm. counterpart um and uh our site obviously has a lot of custom development we have a um agency we work with called whole caps that uh has really allowed us to customize and take a proactive approach with a lot of the the parts of the business that typically get overlooked like retention um and then obviously traditional stuff like conversion rate optimization and search engine optimization that's important and, and, and how uh, did you start? Did you start with Shopify and then uh, upgrade it to Plus? Or um, did you dive right away into Shopify Plus? So we dived straight into Shopify Plus. So we were on CrateJoy um, for the first two, two years. And um, we outgrew them. And, uh, you know, I think at the time we were their largest merchant. And... Uh, Cratejoy was great to get us from, you know, A to B, but um, as we were looking at what was important for us on kind of business initiatives moving forward, we wanted to kind of diversify and have a strong marketplace, just one-time traditional e-commerce shop. And um, there were a couple other things we wanted to, and the reality, we weren't going to accomplish it and build it how we wanted uh, to on Cratejoy. So we um we were actually planning and 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 not too far along. We were a couple of months uh, along in a building our own platform, and then um, Shopify I think randomly reached out to us in in a campaign, and we engaged, and we quickly realized that everything Shopify was doing, you know, made sense, and it was something that sounded good for the business, and and obviously making that choice. Um, you know, two and a half, three years ago and, and seeing where they've come in that, in that short span to kind of uh, solidifies that we made the right decision to go to Shopify, but we, we went, we went straight to Shopify plus. So we have um, under our umbrella, we have several other brands, uh, Carnivore Club, um, Grenade Soap, the shirt I have on um, going here. And um, we're not on Shopify plus on all of them. So Battlebox and and Carnivore Club, we use Shopify Plus, but um, all the other ones were just on, you know, the traditional the traditional Shopify account. Okay. And uh, do you also sell on marketplaces? Um, yeah. So we marketplaces and like an Amazon. Yeah. 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 So we're um so we're on Amazon and eBay. Um, on Amazon uh, for Battlebox and Carnivore Club, we're uh, we offer traditional marketplace e-commerce on both on on for both brands on the Amazon platform, 
but we were also enrolled in Amazon uh, subscription box, which is oh, okay. uh, one of their offerings. So you can yeah. you can get the complete subscription uh, subscription box experience directly from Amazon. Oh, nice! And and what what percentage of your sales go through um, uh, platforms versus uh, own store? So it's 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 actually not that large. Uh, yeah. The marketplace side, I would say the marketplace um, estimate probably somewhere in the two to three percent. Oh, really? Very uh -huh. very tiny. Very tiny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and it makes sense for you to be there. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like you have to be there. Um, yeah. Now, you know, let's look at the the marketplace traditional e commerce you're going to give them 15% off the top. They're yeah. then going to, you have to do fulfilled by Amazon, right? You don't have a choice there. If you don't, good luck getting momentum and picking up steam. So that's another 15%. So to give away 30%, um, you know, that's not super attractive. It is dependent on your business and, and your margins. It might be great. Um, but if we're not running insane, ridiculous margins, we can focus. We, we don't, we do it, but we don't focus on the marketplace. Yeah. We focus on bringing them to our site because it's a better margin. We can acquire customers for for a fraction, and the end result is is more profitability for us. I understand? Yeah, and and of course you're maybe listing on Google Shopping or so or Facebook Shop. Yeah, yeah. So we're on we're on Google Shopping. Um, Facebook Shopping we are not on. Mm -hmm. um, one of the the interesting things about uh, BattleBox is even though all of our ads are in policy, and I actually wrote about this uh, my on my blog today. It gets published tomorrow, but we have a really interesting relationship with Facebook. Um, so we're all of our ads full compliance and policy. You know, it's a subscription box, outdoor gear, adventure gear. It's it's gear to get you outside, right? And everything that has to do with outside. But that means occasionally there's a knife in our box. Now it's not it's not for a weapon use. It's for a practical use if you're camping, right? Yeah. Um, but you know a knife is technically a weapon. So we have a very 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 uh, complicated relationship with Facebook. Very <laughs> <laughs> good to describe. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's complicated. I know what you mean. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And, and do you have a specific person in your team that is focused on operations? Yeah. So we, um, and it's, you don't hear it too often, but our, um, fulfillment warehousing, everything's done in house. So wow. we, yeah. So we have, um, uh, two 13,000 square feet, um, warehouses. One wow. is, um, one that we own, the company owns, and that is where our entire operation staff is, our team that does the pick and packing, team that does assembly, um, the operations that works closely with me on the, the tech side and making sure that, that everything we code actually works and spits out on the back end to them correctly. And then we the, the other 13,000 square foot, um, we actually just got and we're just leasing that and it's purely just for uh, excess inventory that we don't need immediately. Yeah. Okay. And how many people do you do you have that do the picking and the packing? I mean, twenty eight thousand packages uh, in the last month. That is quite a, a lot of work. Yeah. No. It's um. It's a lot of work. And and then with uh, 
with everything uh, regarding the pandemic and COVID, it's it's a it's a challenge. I'm I'm glad that uh, that I'm not on the day to day nonstop um, over there because I know it's been a it's been a challenge. Um, so we're actually in so we're located all of our or two of our offices are in Georgia, um, in the states, and one of them is um, in a college town. So we, and it's, it's ironically where we all went to school. So we have the relationships there and it's, it's a lot of, um, I'd say probably 20 on average at any given time, 20 part-time college students. Um, they're, they're not full-time. They just, you know, they want to earn some beer money and, uh, you know, we give them an opportunity to help us build the boxes during the busy time. And, um, and then, of course, we have we have full time staff down there as well, but um, it's about twenty that are always like packing the boxes, shipping stuff out. Ship worldwide or uh, just in the states? So it's a good question. Um, and so right now, um, as of today, August thirteenth, we ship um, just in uh, the U.S. and Canada, but. Hopefully, by the end of this week, we'll be launching um, in all of Europe and Australia. Oh, uh-huh. so, and, uh, and the shipping goes from 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 uh, the US, or uh, do you have local uh, storages? So, so right now, initially, it's going to be US, and if we if we see success in a certain country, right? So, if if if, if a certain country picks up and we see a lot of success there. I think at that point we'll we'll have to figure out how do we get um, an actual facility there because the shipping costs are not fun. Nobody wants to pay duties. Like it's just it's just not a good it's, it's not the best customer experience. Um, so as soon as we see su- success somewhere, I think the logical next step is is figuring out how do we how do we bring the product over there and and make it a better better experience for the customer. Yeah, I understand. And what, what do you do that um, you ensure that your customers really have currently the the um, a good and awesome experience with your brand? So uh, we we have a few pillars of 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 things for it at our company that just are of the utmost importance, and customer service and customer experience are are at the front. Um, so we do a, we do a lot of things. We have a lot of touches um, when someone signs up. Sure, there's a welcome series automation email. There's also manual outreach from our customer service team, typically one of the leaders, and they're introducing themselves as well. Um, and it's it's just simply a, an actual email. It's not automated. Uh, it's a it's a manual email that we do because we want to form that bond. Um, we also have a, a members only group on Facebook. Where if you're an active subscriber, you're 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 allowed to be in the group, and they can think of it almost like a a, a fast lane to 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 interacting with us. So if there's ever an issue, you know people can post something, and and our entire team on our side is in that group as well. So we get tagged in stuff that typically we probably shouldn't get tagged in, but uh, it allows us to stay connected with them. And then we have exclusive. Um, uh, stuff we'll do in the group, like we'll do exclusive Facebook lives and interact with everybody. Um, and it's just, it's, I think the biggest part of the experience is also the community and, and building that. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, you have to send quality product as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This yeah. is the most important part. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and you have to get to send it when you're supposed to. It needs to be delivered when, when the expectations are. But if you can do both of those and you can build a good community, um, they all kind of just mesh together so well. Uh -huh. And um, what role does this automation play in your operations? So we we have a a, a certain degree of automation, but um, if you saw if you saw our warehouse, um, we're, a lot of stuff is 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 old school. Like we yeah. have the the traditional uh, assembly line, and a box is coming down, and if I'm if I'm on the line that day, you know I have item item one of maybe 12 that are going in the box and it comes down and I'm manually grabbing it and I'm putting it in there. Um, and then at the end, we, we actually have, we, we don't even have a machine putting the label on. We have, we have a guy sticking, sticking the label. On. Sticking the label. Cool. Yeah. So we, we do a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff uh, manually. Um, and in terms of uh, technical automation, so that uh, let's say order coming in, uh, is there anything that goes directly to your shipping centers or um, to the accounting or uh, what else? Yeah, so so when it comes to that side, we're 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 very 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 bleeding edge when it comes to tech. Um, so we have uh, obviously everything flows through. So we use ShipStation on our back end for, mm -hmm. for our management of 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 the shipments um so because we have several brands um obviously they have to flow through into different sections but it's the same warehouse facility um that's fulfilling it so we have different teams um but we have multiple works so we have obviously some computers in the front end in the office for the for the team but then we have workstations um throughout the actual warehouse based on that brand where they can pull everything up and everything's flowing through correctly to them and printing. So, so it's a, it's a very smooth process. And when I sign up today for a box, um, is there a chance for me to get the old boxes or do I jump in at some point of a subscription and do I get it anyway or how does this work? Sure. So we're up to mission 66 right now. And we started at one and, you know, month two was two, month three was three. So we've, we've, we've come a long way. We've actually switched how we've done that a few times. Um, we used to, around Mission 13, so shortly after year one, it was a welcome box. And you always got Mission 13 as your first mission. And then the following month, you would fall in line with the current mission everybody else was getting. Yeah. Um, and uh, we then continued that. We had a new mission that was a, the new welcome box mission, which... I think was 34. And then shortly after that, uh, we made a change where when you signed up, you got to select a past mission. So we'd have a pop-up post-purchase and you'd pick your first mission and it was a, you could get the current mission or you could get one of our past missions. And, you know, we have, uh, we had a bunch of different options when it came to past missions, you know, sending out over 60. Um, Post-COVID, uh, we sold out of all of our past missions we have we have no inventory and yeah. with with you know traditional uh operational challenges when it comes to supply chain right now um you know we're we're lucky just to get the the current inventory in 
And um, so now when you sign up, you're, you're given, you are given an option. And uh, so right now we just shipped out Mission 66. When you sign up uh, today, you have the option of Mission 65 um, or Surprise Me. And if we do have some kind of random past mission, we'll send that to you. And then the following month, you'll fall in line with everybody else and get 67. Um, now, the, the tech we built uh, post-checkout when they get 65 or surprise me, we can swap that out and change that in real time. It takes less than a minute. And um, so if we do end up having extra 66, we can then uh, give them two options, 65, 66, uh, or a surprise me. So um, it's built by design where we can um, audible as needed based on inventory levels. How do you build those missions? Um, um, do you sit together, drink a beer, uh, be outside at the bonfire? <laughs> so um, the the missions is actually um, so so. There's three of the three principals: myself, Patrick, and Daniel. Uh, we all have our our uh, our skill set in our wheelhouse. So I'm the sales, the marketing, the tech uh, operations from the sense of of tech. Yeah. And uh, Patrick is operations and he he's he runs the fulfillment center um, and everything that falls on it from from getting the packages in to shipping them out. He owns that. And then Daniel, uh, the guy that came up with the idea, he is he him and his team. Um, they come up with the boxes where I, I'm not even involved. Patrick's not even involved in coming up with the boxes. Uh, Daniel has that has that ability to to build these i don't know how he does it um but him and his team are able to and uh spoiler alert if you watch the show on netflix you can see a little bit into the process of all the testing we do on product um you know to ensure it's quality before we put it in the box um now it's it's a tv show so there's probably more explosives that that would happen on it than a traditional tuesday yeah, it kind of gives a little bit of the insight into Daniel and his team and how they how they decide what goes in the box. I need to see if this is also available in Austria. I really need to watch this. It is, this is, this it's, is amazing. It's available all regions. It's in Austria. Oh, perfect. That's great. Ah, I know what to do tonight. <laughs> Go into the Louis show. Um, and and what are you focused on uh, the next year? What is your main focus? Um. Our, our our main focus is to continue growth. Um, yeah. it, it it seems almost like a silly answer, but um, it's it, it's the truth. So yeah. with the show, we saw exponential growth. We were um, getting around one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand visitors a month uh, in a wow. in a traditional month. Uh -huh. But then last month, show drops. We had one point two million visitors. So while that was a peak. And, you know, Netflix will stop showing it on the algorithm and people will stop watching. So the traffic will come down. There will be a new norm. And we just got to figure out how to capitalize um, on this opportunity. Right. Like, how do we how do we keep this momentum going? Something that, that, that I um, that really makes uh, sense that, that you're on Shopify. Um, I always hear from people about the stability of, of, of Shopify and that it really doesn't break. Um, did, did you see the same thing? So is, is, did it break at some point? 
or no. everything? No. No. So, so you know, we we haven't had um, any any major 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 outages. There's mm-hmm. been an occasional once or twice where the back end, the management was down, but we've never had our actual front loading front customer uh, facing website go down. And that's um, really amazing. Yeah. So it's 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 been a great experience. They when we were prepping for the show, we had we had some meetings with them. So we have an office in Toronto and they have an office in Toronto. So when I was up there, we met with our um, our Shopify MSM in person and we were kind of going through the game plan, making sure, you know, with this traffic we're expecting, you know, what's what's our plan? Are we gonna be okay? And um they they kind of showed us some of and talked us through some of their infrastructure they have and uh, the, the the redundancy and disaster recovery. They have customers that um, are processing during during a peak time when there's a flash sale. They might be processing up to two thousand transactions in a minute, and they explain their infrastructure allows that. And you know, I was worried about the uptake of a, a million visitors in a month. If we sold 2,000 products in a minute, we'd be sold out um, in a short period of time and we would just be done uh, for another 90 to 120 days so we could get new product. So yeah, when they so sold it that, yeah. These are amazing numbers. So <laughs> that's really great. Um, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Um, it's, it's not the good answer that everyone wants to hear where I can say, check out, uh, this person. Um, it's self-taught. Yeah. Um, it, it really is self-taught and it's, it's a, a, a group think group effort where I'll go to a, a e-commerce conference and I'll talk to, you know, 10 people that all had valuable insight and are very smart people on the top of their game. And I'll take a little tidbit of a best practice he said and a best practice he said, and this sounded like a best practice, but if we tweak it, we can make it even better. And um, it's it's just staying staying tuned to, to everything and self-taught. Um, you know, people have great ideas, but not all great ideas uh, apply to your business. And it's a lot of trial and error. And um, we're, we're always testing, right? Like we're running at all point, multiple AB tests and multivariate tests, and not just traditional on the website, we're doing it all throughout our business. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not a single person. It's, it's literally just trial and error and us learning it ourselves through experience. Yeah. Experience is the best, is the best uh, lesson you're going to get. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and Google. <laughs> and yeah. use Google. Learn how to use Google and ask questions. Right. Um, for the audience, give us again, how can I find your show on Netflix? Sure. So just open up Netflix. It's all regions. The show's called Southern Survival. Um, you could you could type in Battle Box and it's still going to pop up too, um, but the show's called Southern Survival and it's streaming uh, season one eight episodes. They're about thirty minutes a piece, so you can binge the whole thing in in a, a long evening. Yeah, great! Thank you so much for your time, John. It was really a pleasure talking to you, learning more about your product about Battle Box. 
I didn't expect that you're on Netflix. Uh, it's really, it's really great. Um, and I, I just can um, agree to what you said. So going out to e-commerce conferences, talking to people, learn from them, um, improve things, uh, try to implement new things, um, make it better, and simply grow. Yeah, and and you're right on your point about Google. I can't tell you how many times a day I ask Google something, and there's there's four or five people that have written articles about it. Yeah, that have their it's it's uh self learning is where it's at. Norbert, thanks so much for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. Absolutely, thanks again, and have a great time. Bye bye. Thanks. Have a good one. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.